Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. This is the Halloween special. Eerie. Really eerie. I have two tales for you, similar in detail, yep. but parted by many decades and the Atlantic Ocean. One tale from Britain and one tale from the United States. What's the connection? Somewhere. That they're similar? There was bloody murder committed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the ghosts of the victim revealed their killer. Really? Really? Did they now? <laughs> Hmm. Or maybe they didn't. My starting position is that they didn't. (laughs) But carry on. But we're (laughs) open-minded. We're open-minded, didn't it? For the purposes of this recording, I'm always open to actual facts. (laughs) The The actual facts is there's no such thing as ghosts. Let's carry on and not waste. Or is there? My God. (laughs) That was the curtain rail, everyone. The curtain rail fell on a heater. That is now resting on a box. Oh my god. <laughs> the weird. hand of the spirit realm reached <laughs> oh my out god. across the centuries. Me and Rue are changing our yeah. changing our opinions. If it wasn't so hot, the chill would go up my spine. <laughs> yeah, I know, because before then I did never believed in curtain rails. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let me take you back then to Polstead in Suffolk in Polstead. the 19th century. Never heard of that. Is that the older tale? Yes. Okay. There was a murder in 1827. Yes. It's become known as the Red Barn Mystery, where a young woman named Maria Martin was shot dead by a young man named William Corder in a red barn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was easily labelled. It was red beforehand, not as a result. Yeah, it was red on the outside until he shot her, then it was red on the inside. Um, Oh, yeah. So why did he do that? Oh, and, well. she, and she was a ghost and she said it was him. The soul. So our next case is... <laughs> <laughs> well, this young Maria Martin, so she uh, was uh, 24 mm. when she formed this relationship with William Corder. Oh, they were in 22. a relationship. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Now, she was a pretty girl. She uh, had two kids already and it looked like she was going to have another one by William Corder. Sure. Who was known as a ladies' man. He was a gadabout. They named Foxy because of his sly ways. What do you mean? That was his nickname? Mm. They called him that when he was at school or something, wasn't it? Because he, yeah. he was always stealing and always lying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Oh, so rather fondly, okay. they called him Foxy. Okay. He yeah. was, uh, yeah, he was, he was known. Let's gloss over the fact that he's a common thief and yeah. call him a jovial <laughs> nickname. Well, he was kind of known as being a little bit of a... Yeah, he had a rep- reputation. There was one occasion when he was uh, supposedly uh, st- <laughs> stole or helped to steal a pig. Oh, yeah, yeah. His father's pigs. <laughs> he stole his own know. dad's pigs. <laughs> he stole his yeah. pop- papa's pigs. What would um, he do with them? When he was... When <laughs> got a pig, everyone. Sell it. Or eat yeah. it. You know, the usual thing you would do with a I pig. I don't know. Uh, tame, tame it. Unless you're David. Don't ask the David. Tories what you do. I was going to say I was about to make a David Cameron joke. But move on from that. So young Corder decided that he would, he and his his young mistress Maria Martin would elope to Ipswich, there to be married. By all accounts that I've heard and seen, it's Maria rather than Maria. I read it as Mar- Maria first. Well, you would have to have heard someone say it. I it did. Was... Yeah. What do you mean you did? What, in 1827? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you... Who said it? Like all the historical Who said it? that I saw, like even including one on BBC, said Mariah. Oh, okay. They're saying it wrong. Mariah... What was it? Martin. Mariah Martin. That wouldn't be Mariah. That's insane. I know. <laughs> Why would it be Mariah? Maria. Mariah. Yeah. How's it spelled? Ma- spelled Maria. Don't. There's only one Mariah in the entire world, and that has an H on the end of it. Not always. No, there's only one. <laughs> Mariah. <laughs> it's Maria. Nobody carries. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that, give that any more dignity <laughs> than you before it yourself. Hooray! <laughs> I'm cheering myself. <laughs> I knew my name! Get on with it! 
Anyway, Maria, as I will persist in calling her, the two of them were going to elope. Oh yeah. Now he basically he lied to her about why they were eloping. He told her that why are they eloping? Well, the reason they're eloping can't they that, just get married? <sighs> so he lied to her because he said that she was that uh, the parish was going to prosecute her oh, for yeah. the for having these other children who were right. which is illegal. Do you mean out of out of wedlock? Wedlock. Yeah. Yep. Um, That's illegal, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well. It was then. Yeah. Well, not that everyone gave a damn. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But basically, he said, look, we need to run away. Just get out of here. He said, meet me at the Red Barn. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll meet you there, and then we'll elope to Ipswich. Right. Ten miles away. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll flee to the farthest point of the village. Of the land. (laughs) Ipswich. Yeah. It'll be known as Ipswich. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So she's all worried. Got to get out of it. Got to go. Got to go. I still don't understand why she feels the need to urgently get... Does it mean that they're getting married, aren't they? Or do... That's his promise. That's his promise. So why does she... And, and why does she bothered about... Oh, that would legitimise her. Her children. Right. Her children okay. would therefore right, have a, yeah. a stepfather, therefore. Right, okay. You can't have a family without a man to be the head of the family. Do you see? <laughs> really, no. <laughs> um, Don't worry, okay. pretty little head about it. <laughs> Leave this a matter to educated gentlemen. <laughs> so, so they met at the barn, which was red, Yes. before going to the switch. Well, they arranged to meet at the barn. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was, it was a red barn, it was. Yeah. And that was... The last, last time, time. <laughs> everyone joined us. See again, alive, and again. Uh, oh dear, that's terrible. So she disappeared. Now Corda reappeared, oh, yeah. claiming that uh, uh, Maria Martin was in Ipswich or somewhere nearby. She's in Ipswich, yeah. <laughs> and of course, as they often do, he wrote letters. <laughs> <laughs> claiming to to her uh, to her obviously, family obviously uh-huh. from her <laughs> yeah yeah basically saying oh from her <laughs> but no better than that said uh, I'm writing them on behalf of her because she's hurt her hand uh-huh, yeah yeah of course <laughs> I can't write PP'd letters from her yeah basically you're, you're sincerely so she your daughter dictated to him she dictated apparently or right. that's what he claimed yeah sure what did they say do you know that uh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Dear uh, Marie's Miss, parents. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Mummy. <laughs> what was her name? Martin. Oh. Mr. and Mrs. Martin. Is that right? Dear Mr. and Mrs. Martin. I'm, I am your daughter. I, I couldn't be more fine. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. Yes. Signed his wife. Signed Wit. I mean, Marie. <laughs> Cross that. Signed Guy. Cross <laughs> Uh, okay, so he tried to cover it up with. So she disappeared. The he's, classic. He's letter. claiming, yeah. oh, she's in Ipswich and she's with a hurt hand. I'll write you some letters to the family. Everything will be fine. No way this could possibly unravel. Yeah. No one will ever suspect. Then the whole event unraveled. <laughs> it took a sinister turn. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Maria's stepmother claimed to have had dreams and in these God. dreams <laughs> really yeah. i mean straight away it's a dream <laughs> so you know she's been eating too many cruciferous vegetables late at night that's the she had the welsh, welsh rabbit before bedtime yeah. too much cheese <laughs> more of gravy than of grave she claims that maria's ghost has come to her in a dream stating that she'd been murdered and buried with so she bomb. wasn't dead at the time she was missing she was no missing, one knew where yes, she was of course yeah yeah, yeah. So she might have been dead at the time. Well, the likelihood is they met at the Red Barn, whereupon he killed her. Yeah. Don't really know why he'd do that, but anyway, I'm sure we'll... Because she's sleep. carrying a child and he's a womaniser. Yeah. Really? I wouldn't do he that. Move on to <laughs> well, the next one. Is that I what you do? Not. <laughs> is that <laughs> what you're meant to do? Well, that's the standard procedure <laughs> yeah. for a cad and a bounder. Right, you just yeah. swipe left. Yeah. <laughs> With the knife. Shotgun. Yeah. Well, perhaps if you're thinking of doing such a thing, you'll be <laughs> taken to task by the ghost of the yes, person. Yes, right. Yeah, okay. So she, his stepmom, had a dream 
and told it, told it, the dream, told her what had happened. It, the dream, yeah. told her, she said, I had been murdered, or words to that effect, right. and buried in the red barn, in the corner, by, beneath the hay, okay. just on the right. Interesting. Or words to that effect. <laughs> yep. Dig in the grain storage bins. She, she probably bellowed, it, I don't know. It said, yep. So, she, Mother Martin, persuaded her husband to go to the barn and dig in the exact place bit. and there went he on the 19th of April 1828 yep. and found the remains of oh, Maria God. Martin buried mm. in a sack Wow! just as the ghost had predicted Dream. It's a bit of stickler for details. <laughs> yes. So far, there's been no mention of ghosts. This is a dream that she had. Yeah, that's dreams true. are yeah, not yeah. ghosts. It was no, a ghost in a dream. That's still a dream. A dream <laughs> of a ghost. The realm of it's a ghost dream. I could dream of a dragon. That doesn't mean I saw a dragon. It just means I, I dreamt a dream. of a dragon. Um, Don't look at me. No ghost. Like no ghost so far <laughs> has entered this story. Of what use is a dream if not a blueprint for courageous action? Uh, well, in her head, the there was a ghost, but you're that's, right. No that's one Halloween saw a, ruined. No one saw a ghost. <laughs> no ghosts. <laughs> so is that it? That's the the ghost. Well, they found the body, but, but they on found the, basis the body, of which is this. quite interesting, actually, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I'm just trying to think if I found if I've done a similar thing, <laughs> killing or dreaming. <laughs> um, I'm sure, I've done a kind of oh, I've dreamt of something and and it came true oh, there's my wallet and you know that I'm talking yeah. about that kind of thing but that's more of a remembering where you left your wallet in while I'm yeah. asleep yeah yeah I suppose so not as good an anecdote <laughs> is it <laughs> either she made up the dream entirely uh, to suit to suit a like sure, as, a, yeah, as yeah. a story of discovery and knew what the or was, what was going to happen or something or saw what it was, was an extraordinarily happen. lucky guess <laughs> yeah you know, or it was a, a cold reading that came sort of more concrete through a dream. Sure. You know, I mean, she must have known already. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, she yeah, knew yeah. already somehow. Yeah, of course, yeah. Or she had a... Ma- oh, it's a mother's uh, intuition. Or she had a horrendous inkling that that he was horrible and, you know, might have yeah. done something like that. But, yeah, you're right. She She dreamt something about something that she knew already. Yeah. Well, I mean, she may not even have realised it consciously. Then how did they know where to look? Stop talking in ghost, ghost, <laughs> ghost narration, narrator. <laughs> how did they know where to look? The horror. I wonder. Um, change to Peter Lorre in a bit. We'll see. Me. <laughs> help me. Help me. <laughs> the falcon. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean. It's, she knew, basically, didn't she? Yeah, she probably knew. <laughs> anyway. Sorry to probably ruin, sorry to yeah. ruin the, uh, Maybe she was in the barn, smelt a body. Smelt a body? <laughs> what, you're like I steel? smell a body. <laughs> and it's from Ipswich. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, yeah. She... Rotting corpse is a fairly distinctive smell. <clears throat> have you yeah. smelt one? Yeah. Have you? You have. Yeah. No, I didn't smell it, though, did you're I? Not... I just looked at Licked it, and it screamed, <laughs> tasted it. Have you smelt rotting corpse? Um, yeah. Where? I smelt preserved corpses. <laughs> Next door neighbour. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Can you recall what it smelled like? Gamey. Bit gamey. Gamey? Really? Musty. Musty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congealed. Like bacon left in I mean, it wasn't beer. decomposed. I mean, oh, it hadn't it? been led dead for long. It was dead. Right. Uh, I mean, it was in... It was but he definitely smelled. So what time of year was it? <laughs> I don't remember. What was the month? Yeah, was it was it cold or was it summer? I don't recall. Imagine if it was a month yeah, ago. It was, yeah, hundred oh. degrees. Oh. Weirdly, it wasn't a memorable event. <laughs> I don't no, recall. That is quite weird that it wasn't memorable. Mm. Not, um, not the first body I've seen. Anyway, so there you go. Ghosts. <laughs> Have you seen one? Oh, sorry. Oh, you smelt one. <laughs> Have you smelt a ghost? Have you smelt a body? Well, I've only I don't mean us. like visited like family members. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't really mean death, that. You know, when they're dead. No. I don't really mean oh, yeah, that. I don't, I, do they? They don't smell, though, no, do they? They get sweet. perfumed and yeah, it's not quite sweet. I don't know. Shallow, full of polos or something. Of words. 
<laughs> and lavender. <laughs> Smell like butterscotch and lavender. <laughs> so they found the body exactly where she claimed she dreamt to look for the body. Yes. Right. If I um, was the police, I'd put her under suspicion. Yeah. Quite Do you right. think they'd be gullible and? I mean, how would modern policing? Yeah, they'd be like. You'd be like, come off it. Yeah. You know. Come off it. Man. Oh, dream. Oh, okay. I just. Yeah. You know the. Well, in in they'd instantly <laughs> be under under investigation or yeah. or mon- monitored. I would they? say now that would be the case. Yeah. But I think I at agree. the time they say ghost told me yeah go, no I agree yeah, they'd be fair enough gullible enough to go oh really oh okay I'm making note of that <laughs> ghost said the Gary ghost Gary said. the I ghost I don't know if, if in early 19th century whether you'd take a ghost I, I don't mean literally <laughs> take a ghost to court I don't know if you would use ghost talk as evidence ghost in talk. court I don't know I mean I think just, it would work on the streets I'm not sure it would work in a court they say that yeah yeah the, uh, the word on the street is ghost told her. <laughs> it's got to be true then, isn't it? Well, anyway, we don't know the end of the story, do we? It might have all been... Well, I'll tell told. you. They dug up her partially decomposed body. Yep. Uh, no report on the smell. Right. Um, yep. And thereupon discovered a green handkerchief belonging to one William Corder uh, right. wrapped around okay. her neck. Okay. That's clumsy. Yeah. Some or arrogant. Well... <laughs> All left there by one suspicious stepmother. Oh. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that. That's true. She might have planted the whole thing. She might have done it. Well, that's what I'm saying. A constable from Halstead managed to find Corder's address and tracked him to a boarding house for ladies in Brentford. Really? Where he was... A house that he was running with his new wife. Well, that was quick. Are there any ladies here? No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, he had moved to Brentford. He had put a Lonely Hearts advert in the, the uh, in the Times, received over a hundred responses, Gosh. and married. One. Really? Yes. God, that didn't take. Brentford and what was the paper called? Brentford and Brentford and Eyes of the Times or something? No, this is the Times. Richmond Twickenham Times, Brentford and something Times. It would be Brentford and Eyes of the Times. I think you're right. Yeah. Was it that? The Brentford uh, no, and Eyes of the Times. The Times. The main time, the, <laughs> the time. Oh, right. Yeah. So you got hundred replies. Wow. Yeah. Wonder what it said. I want to. I want to <laughs> get married. Yeah. Wow. Well-appointed gentleman, freshly murdered, murderer, seeks next victim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was nylon invented by then? No. No. Okay. That's a. So it wasn't near. That's a twentieth-century. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. near. Fifties or sixties. Nylons. Well, it was for that. Because it, it was famously currency during the war. So yeah. it must be 20, oh, yeah, 20, 20s, 30s. Yeah, yeah. One of the first parliaments. I'm just trying to imagine. It. I'm imagining in my head a, uh, a flapper girl might wear nylon. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's 20. So, I'm just trying to position where they lived in Brentford. <laughs> Brentford nylons, was it? Brentford nylons. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't there. That no, was 100 years wasn't it, it didn't exist. Yeah. Oh, sorry, it hadn't been invented. Yeah. <laughs> been invented. Oh, that's an aside that went nowhere. <laughs> um, so, an officer named James Lee, who's a, a London police officer, Brentford being within the greater mm-hmm. district of London, he went to the boarding house where Corder was staying yep. and surprised him in the parlour I don't really know what room of the house the parlour is. Um, parlour's a sort of posh living room. Is it? Oh, is it? Yeah, that's okay. where you present guests. Posh living room. Yeah. Present. But not a I room. present. Not a lounge. It's, no, it's a parlour is, is, is a room that tends to be kept separate just for entertaining guests. In. So you never go in the parlour. So ever, that's why... So unless someone room. is visiting, and then it's got all the best furniture in it. Yes. And the and, fine china. Yeah, and you would never sit in it and the like good, to the read the newspaper on your own. You just someone comes to visit, you lead them to the parlour. And you would play parlour games, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah, Hence why entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment? But it's not it, you know, it's it it tends to be a sort of slightly posher. So you surprised him in the parlour. Surprised him in the parlour. Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh, that surprised me in the parlour. <laughs> One Thomas Hardy. Uh, what that was? Thomas Hardy, the author. That one. Oh, what is that one? Yeah. Right, yeah. He uh, he wrote in the Dorset County Chronicle 
in parlour with four ladies at breakfast in dressing gown and had a watch before him by which he was minuting the boiling of some eggs. <laughs> That's the account of his capture. Right. He was in parlour. I think it was minuting. With Why is Thomas Hardy writing about that? Well, what should he be writing about? Well, I don't know. <laughs> why, why is he bothering himself with that? Because he's a writer. He's writing things. Yeah, but he wrote, wrote up, wrote, wrote up, <laughs> wrote, made wrote up, up a book. wrote up, made up things, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> he wrote up a book, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But, with all the words and stuff. He, could, well, he wasn't purely a booker, bookman. Was he not? No, he, got he wrote essays and articles. Yeah. Uh, okay. This one will be called William of the Durbervilles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? So he was just a general... I didn't know that. He was a, a general, a journalist. So he's boiling some eggs. So whilst, whilst boiling some eggs for four ladies at breakfast, yep. James Lee of the London Police Metropolitan. informed him of the charges and William Corder claimed to not have any knowledge of either Maria Martin or... Uh, murder. Yep. They searched the house and found a pair of pistols Ooh. and a passport from the French ambassador. Cool. Right. So thinking you may be... connection is. Think, well, having a passport. Having a passport then is, is a big deal. Highly unusual. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Bearing what, in mind what, that they eloped ten miles down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, one doesn't need a passport to enter Ipswich. Quite so. Hello. So, William Corder was arrested and taken to... Bury St Edmunds, where he was tried on the 7th of August. Um, he became it, Maria's pariah. Exactement. Now, they couldn't work out exactly how Maria had died. Oh, dear. Because of the state of decomp. Oh, OK. Um, we didn't quite have forensic pathology like we do now. No. Yeah. So they said that they she... <laughs> she should have dreamt about she it. She might have been earlier. shot. <laughs> she, well, surely you'd know that. There was a hole in her. Okay. It might have been a gunshot wound. It might have been stabbed with a short sword. You know the things that you pick up hay with? A pitchfork. You know the big yeah. pitchfork? Yeah, is that what it's pitchfork. called? Yeah. yeah, it's for One pitching hay. One of them. Um, so <laughs> I'm thinking of farm, farm, farm things. A scythe? Oh, a scythe. Oh, God. They did say that the spank- Even that word makes me shiver. <laughs> Size. Good Halloweeny word. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, she did have yeah. a handkerchief wrapped around her neck, so she could have been strangled. And it was his, yes. And they might have damaged the body digging her up with the spade. So they're not <laughs> oh, really right. sure. Oh, okay. Plus there was, some, some, as I said, some decomps. They couldn't really work it out. If you kill anybody deliberately, it's murder. No matter how you do it. So just to make so sure... So the scarf is the only thing that connects it... Uh, and yeah, the fact and that he was going out to be going out with her. Yeah, and then he denied even knowing who she was, right? Which okay, was a right, clear right. and obvious lie. Okay. Um, so basically, he he was indicted on nine charges, just to make yeah. sure that they got him on I something. Loved, I loved that because there was nine. there was, like from what I read, there was individual charges for each singular stabbing wound. Mm. So like, there was a yeah. charge for the sword under the rib and a charge for the sword to the left of the heart. Wow! 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 <laughs> yeah. He was charged with shooting over the pistol, and then there was even though they weren't sure, and right. with stabbing her with a dagger. <laughs> yeah, even though again, uh, oh my hello. god, there was a Something bang in there. Those bump in the I, afternoon. I know what that is. That's a, a dodgy hook. No, it isn't. It's a a ghost. G- 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 there was a listeners. There was a another. That's the second noise of the podcast. <laughs> the ghost has never happened we've before. Had, we've had a curtain well, roll. Well, that probably got knocked down by the chair, and that's probably because. Don't the, explain it. As it's really hot, and the hook is a stick on hook, and it keeps coming. You know, out. you know what we're talking about? The old hot hook. The old hot hook. <laughs> we've all experienced it's a the sticky hot back hook. hook. It's hot. It's melted. It's fallen down. That's like the fifth time it's fallen down. But I that's two. That's two anymore. things in this recording. <sighs> it's only happened since. It didn't happen before. We've been over ages. Many times before. No, I mean, Suddenly while we're very here. cold in this room, not only will I be grateful, but I'll be frightened. <laughs> if yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If the fan mysteriously that, comes on. That'll be the air conditioning turned back on. Anyway, and one of the charges was forgery, just to cover all bases. Um, I charge you with forging a body. Did he for- forgery of what? Uh, a check, apparently. Oh, yeah. From ages before. <laughs> Great. He probably did that as well. Just as he probably killed her from ages. In probably before. one of these many ways. <laughs> we'll die with all of them just in case one of them's right. Okay. There was there was also the charge of um covering covering her in soil. Yeah. In the ground. How dare and you bury a body? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, suffocation by means of being buried alive. And probably dead already. Probably dead already. From, Unless from the one of the men. Unless the mother did it. Him. Yes. Yeah. That could easily have. Well, how did it... she know? I know. That's what I'm saying. So then. No, I don't understand. Mother What's Martin was called to give evidence about the events <laughs> from the matter of her dreams. Oh, God. Right, yeah, to yeah. testify on behalf of the ghost of her stepdaughter. See, this is, should be where the entire like, the entire Falls case apart. collapses. Because yeah, a woman yeah. comes out and says, Oh, it's all a ghost. Yeah, she sure, told sure. me. Yeah. What, madam? <laughs> she should have been put into a mental asylum. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, they took that as evidence. Did they, they took they took her the, the the recollection of her dreams as evidence. They also had the evidence of uh, Corder's arrest. The police officer Lee uh, mm-hmm. said about finding the, the the pistols, and they basically said, you know, he killed her because of the baby and knowledge of his crimes and etc. etc. Now Corder then said, finally he admitted to being in the barn. He said he left. They argued. He left, and then while he was walking away, he heard a pistol. He ran back and she was dead. Yeah. However, his account was not believed and the jury gave him a guilty verdict after 35 minutes. You can't change the facts by talking. <laughs> Blimey. Blimey. They took their time, eh? <laughs> Jesus. That's yeah, okay. like a quick glance around the table. Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, reckon, yeah. I think no, you're probably it? by the time you get up to file out into the private room. You've probably made You've your made mind up, up your mind. Yeah, yeah. But some of them would take days, so you meaning that's not always the case that you mm. know what you're going to yeah. do. But anyway, yeah, I'm sure it's not always they the just case. Want to but... Stay in a hotel for a few <laughs> expenses, um, <laughs> days off work. <laughs> so Baron Alexander, yeah. presiding, yeah. stated that you shall be taken back to the prison whence you came, and be taken from thence on Monday next to a place of execution. Mm. That you shall be well, there immediately. hanged by the neck until you are dead, yeah. and that your body shall afterwards be dissected and anatomized. Well, at least it wasn't atomized. <laughs> well, the policy of the day, as we will know from Burke and Hare episode, this is yep. a short drop, isn't it? It's a short drop. Yeah, is that, um, is that you get criminals are allowed to be taken for dissection and anatomization by right, the scientific right, right. community? Sure. Now, science is sometimes. Frighteningly impersonal. Quite a good policy. It's not a bad policy. I mean, I don't know about just criminals, but the but the idea of it, in, in the same way that mo- everyone should be of normal death, whatever that means, it should be do- donored hmm. regardless. But the it's not the worst. No, I think within the context of the time, it's not a terrible notion. No. So he spent three days in prison, William Corder. Oh, yeah. And after his wife visited him, his wife from Brentford visited him, he finally confessed. His wife. And said, yep, we did it. He said he shot her accidentally, but that he did shoot her. Oh, OK. Oh. Woe is me. My criminal career is now extinct. So on 11th of August, 1828, he was taken to the gallows. He apparently couldn't stand up on his own. He had to be held up to the to the rope. Why is that? Because of his fear and anxiety yeah. about his impending death. How would you feel about it? To stand. I, mean, I suppose you're right. Apparently, <laughs> because of differing accounts, there were between seven and twenty thousand spectators. It is. What the hell? See, even if it's between seven thousand and seven thousand, right. not seven people, <laughs> between seven thousand and twenty thousand. Wow. I mean, even just seven. They got something better to do. A lot of people. <laughs> but that was that was what that was. The gladiator special of the week. Yeah, it was the news. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was entertainment. That hang. Was football match. Hang. It was hang. They they all chanted probably. Yeah. Hang you. Maybe you know Oi. vendors selling dromedary earlobes and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, just so. So they took down his body green after an hour. Scarves. Yeah. Scarves. Green scarves. Green scarves. So they took down the body after an hour, as is the custom. Hour. Yeah. To make sure that well, it's short, a short drop, so you don't you don't you might break your neck. You just choke to death. Oh god! At the end of a short road. So it's not pier point style. No. It's not pier point no. style in the sense of it's it, pre point. It, it is done and removed. <laughs> yeah, it's not a clunk clunk snap. Yeah. It's just it's, dropped, uh, it's about two foot. Yeah, so you swing. You literally swing. So if you're lucky, you've got a member of family or a friend who will come and hang on your legs. 
to snap. But know, they won't be to, No, to choke you fast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> to, uh, to hold you up. Yeah. To, to add them, stand <laughs> to on, hold you up, to stand on your shoulders, <laughs> to make you live forever. <laughs> He's fine. I've got you. Uh, he was struck down from the gallows after an hour, um, yep. taken to a courtroom, slit what? down the abdomen, oh, right. yeah, and yeah. his body opened up. Yes. And then the crowd were allowed to file past and view the body. No TV. Yeah. Five thousand people queued to see the body. There it is. And then there's his heart. The next day, dissected. And yeah. Yeah. It's been argued that they performed galvanism upon him, mm-hmm. which is uh, this was a thing that was in its. Isn't in its... that what we did at, like at school with a frog? Yes, basically, yeah. It's a, a, the application of electrical energy to the muscles. So yeah, so the thing make the frog's legs. Yeah. Come. There's the story that you know the the uh, the year without a summer. I forget what year it is. I should look that up and put that in here. It was 1816, which is over two years ago. This is the year that Byron was having summering in Geneva, and he was visited by Percy Shelley and Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin. Mary Wollstonecraft yes. Godwin. Who got married. And, uh, and a couple of other people, including Dr. Dr. P- Papa. What's his name? This is the most indecisive <laughs> sentence. Ever. I'm trying to remember. I'm just coming uh, up. With, I haven't uh, got this written down. Uh, Doctor, po- it's um, yeah. his snuggles. His personal Byron's personal physician. Yeah, Polyari. That sounds about right. <laughs> about. <laughs> Let's say Polyari. Fine. So it's called the year Insert without summer because there was there's like a volcanic eruption or whatever, and there was clouds. Of course, all, yeah. All the, yeah. Anyway, they went to there. They all got doped up on laudanum and had sex with each other, and oh, then right. as you do, as you do, as they did at the time, poets say, "What can you do?" Okay. So, anyway, while they were there, that was the night in which they had the famous competition to write a ghost story. Yep. And because Byron and Shelley were talking about the new science of galvanism. They were overheard by Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin. Yes, yes, yes. And she went away to write her ghost story, yeah, and she yeah, came yeah. up with Frankenstein. Right, 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 yeah, of course. Based on the theory of galvanism that she overheard. Yeah. And Palieri, he wrote um, Dracula, I think. Oh, no, The Vampire. He wrote The Vampire. Yeah. Polidori. Polidori, thank you. Quite I was good. thinking Salieri, and I said Polieri. <laughs> Close enough. That's the th- one thing I know about galvanism. See, frogs, legs, Frankenstein. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good. I know the story. The year without summer. Look that up. So his uh, anatomization mm-hmm. led, potentially led directly to us at school chopping up a frog. Let's say yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. It's just nice quite good, isn't it? Sometimes it's just nice to be involved, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of killed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's say yes. Um, of course. A lot of people still do that today with their own bodies. So I've just realised. No, you buy those those exercise sticky pads. What you mean when you stick a? That's exactly the same thing. Like putting a nine yeah, volt yeah. battery on your tongue. <laughs> the uh, yeah, you can the pads on yeah, your exactly. abdomen. Put pads on your thighs and your, and your yeah, abdomen. Yeah. And they. That's to lose weight, though, isn't yeah. it? Or well, to it's, tone. It's, doing it's to stimulate the muscles. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's exercise for lazy anything. bastards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Without doing anything. Quite right. Is that really the same thing? Yeah. And it goes. Yeah. Right. It just puts current through the skin, which then activates the muscle and clenches it. And yeah. Just do a sit-up. <laughs> a go sit for one a, sit-up. Yeah. Go for a walk. Just, just go for a walk. Start with a sit-up. Yeah. Similarly to William Burke, again, his skin was removed and tanned and made into a cover of book. Yeah, yeah. That's just... Nora, that is ridiculous. I mean, that's the, proper One line, that is. The one bu- book. A book. Oh, the book, in this case, being an account of the murder that he committed. Bloody Nora. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> just ridiculous, isn't it? isn't it? I think. They're not heard of leather. Oh, Piece of leather. Pieces of the rope were sold for a guinea apiece. Little bits of it that hung him. Yep. Part of his scalp with yeah. an ear attached were on displayed in a shop window on Oxford Street. <laughs> Barn was broken up that. and sold as toothpicks for souvenirs. Bloody hell, that's a lot of toothpicks, isn't it? That is a lot of toothpicks. I reckon there's probably enough of that guinea piece rope to reach from here to the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a folk song called Maria Martin or The Murder of Maria Martin. 
I don't know the tune. Oh, I know the tune, but I don't. <laughs> well, that's a bit more Tudor, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very Blackadder. Yeah. It's possible. Sorry. That is the one that I was listening to this afternoon um, that was released by Shirley Collins in 1971. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that bloody great. You can hear the hurdy gurdy going. Oh, God, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> you can just. Smell the smoke. So that's a traditional yeah. song, and they just yes. put words to it. If you'll meet me at the Red Barn, as sure as I have life, I will take you to Ipswich Town, and there make you my wife. This lad went home and fetched his gun, his pickaxe and his spade. He went unto the Red Barn, and there he dug her grave. With her heart so light, she thought no harm to meet her love did go. He murdered her all in the barn, and laid her body low. That's a song, as opposed to a poem. Well, I mean, without music, both, really, it's a poem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With music, it's, it's quite, a song. It's probably better as a poem, isn't it? I like it. Yeah. They just well, the that lyrics. poem thing that you those read out... Those words I read out, those are the words that were put to that, to the tune. The tune pre-existed from oh, another... The tune pre-existed. Yeah, that's yeah. quite normal. So how, how old are the words? 1828. Oh, sorry. Right, okay. Yeah, right. Those are from, like, 1628. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Nice. I have one other quite interesting tidbit. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> so, inside the book that the is covered with skin. the tanned skin yep. of William Corder, mm, there is a smelly uh, book. There is a inside the cover was written an account of an event that took place on the day of the execution. So, written on his skin. Written on his skin. Tattooed. Was, was it there already? Before they hung him. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it was written we're on just, his inside we're just gonna while he was alive. Tattoo your arm with some words, really? Why did you do that? Well, it's the inside front. Why is it backwards? <laughs> so they can read it when we turn you inside out. Ah, perfect. Ah, oh, okay, then fine. So, inside the book, written inside the cover, there's an yes. account that someone had added after. Obviously, the book was made, they'd added it in. Um, basically, because on the day of the execution, there was a play, uh, the, there was a performance of Macbeth. Mm -hmm. And in Macbeth, there is a line that says, is execution done on Cawdor? Different name. Yeah. Sounds. And apparently someone from the gallery shouted out, yes, he was hung this morning at Bury. Oh, right. <laughs> Referring to William Cawdor. Yeah, yeah. And someone wrote an account of this, this wit in the book that bears his skin. And his ghosts... Wanders forever. <laughs> Where was he hung? Sorry, well, Barry St Edmunds. Oh, was he? Oh, sorry. Right. Okay. Quite good, though, isn't it? It's all right. Mm. There's the musical that came out. Oh uh, yeah. Yes, there is a musical. There's a stage musical, and there was a movie. Yeah, I, I watched. <laughs> I watched the 1936. Oh, God. Um, Mariah Martin, Murder in the Red Barn, starring Todd Slaughter. <laughs> He plays Squire William Corder. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's apart from that there are a couple of people in it with the correct names, the whole story is a complete fabrication. Right, right, OK. Yeah, because the story of the, the ghost <laughs> is, is total is, is, is reality. Yeah. <laughs> it's pure fact. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there have been um, five movies since 1935. Um... Radio plays, etc., etc. As a BBC drama in 1980, with starring Pippa Gard as Maria Martin, right? Who you will know from absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you were going to say something good then. because she was never seen <laughs> again. Yeah. Well, we could arguably end it there, or we could yeah. fast forward to 1897. Is this the next one? Yeah. Okay. Flash forward then to 1897, and we now move now to West Virginia, oh, yeah. the United States. Have you been there? I have not. West Virginia. I've been to Virginia, Mama. Technically, so well, I've been to uh, I've been to I've the been to Virginia cemetery. Yeah, that's in Virginia. In Virginia, yeah. Well, Arlington. It's, West, it's Virginia. It's just a bit west of there. It's a bit it? west of there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Greenbrier County, and the ghost of Elva Zona Hester Shoe. That's a stupid name. That's not the only weird name we'll be hearing. <laughs> not nearly. <laughs> not nearly. Elva Shoe. Elva's owner Hester Shoe. 
I feel like that there should be a whoops or something at the end <laughs> yeah. of that. Have a banana. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis owned a Hester shoe. Whoops. Have a banana. <laughs> there you go. It's good. That's a good name. She will be found dead. Oh. Judged dead by natural causes. However, it was then decided upon the testimony of her ghost that she was murdered. Are you a ghost? Yeah. Testimony. Well, testimony. Testimony. The testimony of fourth in tes- court. Testimony of her ghost. <laughs> yes. Her mother, Mary Jane Hester, claimed yep. that Zona's ghost appeared at her bedside. You were dead. Insisting that her husband, whose husband? Her husband. Her husband. The ghost's husband. The ghost's husband. Yes. One Erasmus Stribling Trumpshoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid name. <laughs> yes. Had murdered her. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Erasmus. Erasmus Stribbling Trout's shoe. Yes. What's so wrong with he's, that? So has he got a double barreled trout shoe? <laughs> he murdered her because she couldn't stop him <laughs> when he introduced himself. Is yeah. his, has he got a double barreled name? Trout shoe. No, no, it's not double barrel. No. Okay, shoe. So yeah. shoe is his the name is shoe is the most normal. Uh, yeah, shoe. Bit of his name. No relation. Stribbling. So Elvazona Hester married a blacksmith. His yeah, name yeah. being Erasmus Stribbling Trout Shoe. Yep. And took his surname because yeah, cool, yeah. Elvazona Hester needed another surname. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> she needed a shoe. January twenty third, eighteen ninety seven. She was found dead at her home. Her death listed as childbirth. Okay. Thereupon, hmm. she was buried in the cemetery. However, she wasn't pregnant. <gasps> oh what? What? Was she poisoned? <laughs> was it? Was it laced? The shoe. The shoe. She died from having a baby. Was the shoe? Into her. Was yeah. the shoe laced? Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So hang on. She died from childbirth, despite the lack of pregnancy. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. That's what they say about me. Having, having been, having been informed by her daughter's ghost that she had been murdered. Yes. She marched to the prosecutor, and after several hours, yep. managed to convince him to reopen the case. So this is after how long after did several she do hours. the dream? Yeah, I'm not saying that he believed the story of the ghost. Sure, sure, I'm saying yeah. that he wanted her to go away. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was going to say. After several hours, all he right. Went, oh, for goodness. Yeah, all right. All fine, right. We'll look fine. at it again. Dig her up. Whatever. So she was fully dead and buried. She was dead and buried. Yeah. Yes. So they dug her up. They exhumed the body. Yep. And during a, a three-hour autopsy, yep. suddenly realised, oh, she's got a smashed windpipe and a broken neck. George, it looked all right to me. You didn't notice anything unusual? No. What was the... How What's long that got to do with childbirth? He's ha- trying yeah. to regurgitate. How long had she been buried for? Um, it would have been within the, the month. Yeah. Long enough to be a worm hotel. Yeah, yeah well, sure. you can still see the finger marks where she had clearly <laughs> been strangled to death. <laughs> what, on, upon the, on the old... When they exhumed the body, they found the finger marks on the crushed windpipe oh, of the corpse. Wow. So one would argue that it that wouldn't have taken an, an incredible no. amount of quick once-over before yeah, yeah, they yeah, to yeah. go, hang on a minute. Childbirth, I say, yeah. in this non-pregnant woman with the crushed windpipe with yeah, finger yeah. marks around her neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the bloody coroner should have been on, on yeah. trial. So yet again, something coming to someone in a dream uh, changed the direction of the case. Now, I my well, first mm. thing that I would have said... <laughs> was hang on and then uh, you know put her under questioning basically hmm. was she suggesting that she didn't try, die in childbirth it was she was strangled or was she just saying there's something up with oh no she said she said the, the ghost appeared to her and said that she'd been murdered but not they didn't say how met an unearthly end yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying if it, if it was if the ghost's Untimely proclamation written. was very specific then I'd be like um, I don't have I don't have record of the right, okay. exact testimony of the sure. ghost <laughs> that didn't exist. The windpipe is crushed. <laughs> I am crushed yeah. about the neck. I'd be like, oh, God's sake. Right, okay. So arrest her, for starters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Erasmus hmm. Stribbling. Stribbling Trout Shoe was arrested yeah, sure, and yeah, charged yeah. with murder. 
Right, yeah, okay. Of course, once in custody, it turns out, well, he had been married twice before, both of whom had accused him of cruelty. One had left him and the other one had died in mysterious circumstances. Well, the other one had died. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Something fishy going on. And he had stated that he wished to marry seven women. Oh. So she, this, this, be fair. <laughs> this one would only Same have been in. his third. So. Oh, God. Had he talked about that while awaiting trial? <laughs> You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy (laughs) Do you? Now the interesting thing is that The the prosecution tried to avoid asking uh, Mary Jane Hester, the mother About the ghost He just asked about people (laughs) Yeah He said, let's not get on that Let's get into the Actually talking about what we know Sure And so, but then (laughs) The defence lawyer in an attempt to prove that she was an unreliable witness, brought up the ghost thing. Quite rightly. Yeah, yeah. And then, because... Hoping that she's going to look a fool. Hoping she'd look a fool. Sure, But yeah, because yeah. she's stuck to her story yeah, yeah. so vehemently, under questioning, basically, <laughs> it backfired because everyone seemed to believe the ghost story. Right. So he couldn't say, all right, you know, because the defence had brought it up, it had to be included as evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he was... confirms what I was saying earlier about it's not suitable in a court, but it works really well in like public life. You know, sure, yeah. You talk yeah. about ghosts with each other, but yeah, exactly. People believe it, but courts don't. No, well they shouldn't. Yeah, well they yeah. shouldn't. Yeah, but you know, in eighteen ninety-seven, they yeah. believed it. He was found guilty of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Bloody hell! Well, hang on. The isn't uh, why wasn't he uh, hanged? Yeah. Well, they, he met up in the eyes of the court, he murdered someone. So this is only, what, 60 years later? Oh, it is 60 years later and on another continent. Yeah. Ah, sorry. I, yes, yeah. yes. So it was not... Uh, yeah. Yeah, OK. There was a lynch bob that tried to break him out of prison and hang him, mm. but... Uh, oh, okay. The sheriff broke it up. But the sheriff broke it up. He died in 1900 of an unknown epidemic. <laughs> Key. S- sweeping uh, West Just Virginia. That swept time. him. <laughs> swept, swept across his cell swept across a man yeah. a one man epidemic uh, there was a yeah there was an epidemic is that an in epidemic what's an epidemic it's a many, lo- many, it's a many, local, many. localized epidemic. infection what's yeah. a, is there a demic <laughs> for one person unidemic, unidemic. <laughs> a unidemic monodemic monodemic <laughs> uh, okay so he died anyway so yeah. the mob were happy there is a... Uh, the mob probably did it. The state uh, of West Virginia yep. put a historical marker where Mrs. Shue was buried. Right. And it states upon it this. Interred in nearby cemetery is Zona Hester Shue. Her death in 1897 was presumed natural until her spirit appeared to her mother to describe how she was killed by her husband. Mm. Autopsy on the exhumed body verified the apparition's account. <laughs> Edward, found guilty of murder, was sentenced to state prison. Only known case in which testimony from a ghost helped convict a murderer. Right. Well, I mean, you know, that is rubbish. Rubbish (laughs) on every level. I mean, technically, that is a record of what happened. Oh, it's a record of a perception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what... Right, here we go. What really happened? Uh, Was the mother... I see the mother mother killed. Was the (laughs) mother involved? I mean, I would say yes. You think? Well, I mean, how else? It's always the mother. How else would? Um, I mean, unless well, she was being mothers do anything to protect their sons, unless she was being fed information by her husband or something, in the sense of, you know, I don't know, p- pillow chat, and then she falls asleep. And meaning, meaning information <laughs> that is duff information, and then she dreams about something. But it what what ultimately do we think occurred? Because it wasn't that, basically, was it? I think what happened was a hysterical parent in both cases yes. thought, this can't be what happened. There has to be more to the story. I'm going to badger and badger until someone does something. And then they accidentally found out the truth. That's what I think. By pure accident, that they said, exhume, exhume, exhume. Oh, hang on. And then, uh, oh, look, they here's the thing. She wasn't pregnant at all. Yeah. I think someone, but really? yeah, in this case, in this case, the coroner, whomever it was, who should have been on trial for incompetence, mm. Um, mm. basically didn't notice a crushed windpipe. 
to yep. said, oh, I should probably die. I read some accounts where the coroner was pressured really hard not to do much of an investigation at all. And when he tried, well, there was kind of wailing and screaming from... Wailing the, and gnashing <laughs> From him. And so he just didn't bother. It's like, what's the point? You know, there's too many people screaming about this, so I'll just stop. Well, so then they just buried her, saying, oh, childbirth, whatever. whatever. I mean, I suppose she could have, the mum could have been like no 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 she wasn't pregnant like she never told me kind of that kind of angle but yeah and then as you say pressured pressured badgered yeah it's a hysterical parent badgering but for to- out of total uh not luck but you know coincidence they went oh hang on yeah you're right actually something now else. that we've dug them up slash let's yeah, dug them up in let, the barn dug them up let's in the- actually do a mm. um Autopsy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a series of events. Or he may have confided to his mum. Or ghosts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's the other option. People do or ghosts. Quite often want to get rid of a, you know, the burden of a secret like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what we'll be saying is the mothers did it. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. I wasn't thinking that the mother did the murder. Well, they had to be there to know the details. Or... Or ghosts and related to them. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Related to them. Yeah. Um, I mean, he had uh, he had boasted of wanting to get through wives, mm-hmm. which didn't help his cause. No, obviously. he had history of violence and yeah, sure, probably murder. So that was easy peasy in that in that said to pin it on him. Oh, it's just all a bit strange, but. There have been a number of plays, books, lyrics, etc. written yes. about it. The most recent that I have record of... Has there been a prog rock song? There was a full-length musical... Was there? Which debuted in 2018. <laughs> was there? What was it called? It's called Greenbrier 1897. Oh. And it was mentioned on Comedy Central's Drunk History. <laughs> was it? <laughs> which is an excellent programme. Yeah, uh, you know, so there you go. See? Ghosts. That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode, then just Google it or something. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website. That's www.truecrimediary.co.uk. Please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can, or you can email us. That's stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. My thanks to Jed and Rue and to all of you for listening and we'll see you again on next date in our True Crime Diary. <laughs>